How's it going? Hey, good. Well, hello, listeners. Um, welcome to another podcast of The More You Know, Honest Discussions and Practical Tips. It's a place where um, we do just that. We we have honest and real discussions about different um, things in life, different life issues. And I have asked uh, some of my friends to join me and share their journey because I love reading and I love writing, but I know a lot of experience comes from just learning real stuff um, as we go. (laughs) And those real life experiences um, just, they play a huge part in our life. And I tell everybody if, you know, if you're not going through some of these things right now, you might at some point in your life, or you might know someone who was going through this and my hope is that you know you don't feel alone in this journey and that it creates us to have a broader sense of empathy for others um as as we're doing life and growing and learning together um and sometimes we're going to talk about some topics that as as I've been growing up I've realized that I haven't really explored as much until uh, a crisis has happened or something like that so um that's that's the point of the podcast and i uh, hope you share it with a friend and today i'm excited to introduce to y'all my friend vashti um vashti welcome to the podcast I'm so thank you <laughs> i'm excited too thank you i'm so excited you're here with us um so vashti and i met um we met we worked at the same university for a while and um i i quit working there um when I had my my little boo bear and I'm staying at home right now with my toddler but uh, we met and our departments crossed paths a few times but I really was just impressed with Vashti's work ethic and she and I have a lot of things in common that we were able to connect well with Uh, she has her MBA and I have my MBA and we both worked in roles of um, accounting and HR stuff. So we share that in common. And uh, she's she's a traveler and it, we just, yeah, th- between that and the writing and the reading, we just really connected on those levels. And yeah. so we'll share ideas back and forth. And Vashti has her own um, blog and site. So if you go to VashtiSarah.com and I'll link this in the podcast notes, but um, she's got some really great um, perspectives on different life things that she's going through and um, yeah, just great life lessons. So I'm excited to have her join in with us today and we are going to talk about um, relationship boundaries. But before we do that, uh, Vashti, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know about yourself and life and all that right now? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Life is really interesting right now. Uh, I recently got married. I think we're seven weeks in. So (laughs) I'm learning how to be a wife, which is wild because I thought I had everything figured out until 
the day after we got married and I realized, no, I actually don't. This is a new season and everything's changed. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It changes. Oh, yeah. Any of those close relationships just really, you can read again. And that's why I'm so happy we're doing stuff like this because you can read all the books in the world. And not that this podcast is going to, you know, solve all of your life's answers by no means. Like we're not giving legal advice or anything crazy like that. It's just, you know, we talk about real stuff that happens. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, I didn't think about this until we're in this role. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And and you had a beautiful wedding. I um, Thank you. you know, social media stalked you with all the pictures. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she looks so beautiful. It was a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful ceremony. Thank you so much. Well, congratulations on that. And uh, yeah, that brings us right to our topic today. Um, I've been very impressed with your blog posts and your your podcast because um, you've talked about some of the things that I wish I would have known when I first got married or even um, just some of the emotional maturity and intelligence side of things. Like I just didn't grow up reading as much on that. I love stories about you know true stories and I I love reading through business books and I just kind of didn't read as much on the emotional maturity side and part of this my um my attention span is just very short sometimes mm-hmm. which is funny because I can sit there and read like you know an HR legal book but then when it comes to a self-help book I'm like oh my gosh I know I have to take <laughs> 200 pages to say something that could have said, right. been said in like 15. And so I quit reading some of the things. Um, and then some of the books, um, which this is a trend that she and I, Vashti and I have talked about before, um, some of the so-called popular books, mm-hmm. um, this is starting to pick up in some of the um, circles that I'm in where people are recognizing that taken in certain contexts, they can be very abusive. Oh, and yeah. so I think it's important to really like sit back and address you know what are these things and what are we what are we looking at and calling when we define relationships and boundaries and what does that even mean so yeah yeah, I think that'll help us jump right in yeah absolutely so So in terms of I love your uh, first point here where it says um the first takeaway that you have for our listeners says to be honest about what you need in all areas and that is so important. And I wish I would have been able to do that and learn that a long, long time ago. And it's taken me up until the past four years to actually learn those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You want to elaborate on your journey with that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, before I met Jared, I've always been a yes person. And I still am to some degree very much so yes um, and I've, I, I think it's Lisa Turkers. I think that's how you pronounce her name, who wrote yeah, um, Your yeah. Best Yes. I think it's her. I, I could be wrong there. But after reading that book, I realized, golly, I've just been stretched out giving my yes to everyone. And I haven't given my best yes where it's quality mm. um, Vashti. So being in a relationship, um, I reread that book because there were certain things where I didn't know how to vocalize that I did not want that I was I wasn't okay with it and it wasn't anything bad it was sure simple as holding hands I personally wasn't okay with it I wasn't okay with PDA um 
and thankfully the person that was that is pursuing me he's not my husband but at the time he was extremely and still is very patient and he never mm. forced me or anything but what I did was I just closed off completely because I didn't know how to vocalize this is what I need this right. is these are my expectations per se and it hurt our relationship the first six months to a year because I would shut off completely. I wouldn't say anything. He'd be trying to pull tooth and nail, trying to get out of me. Vashti, what's going on? What did I do? Did I hurt you? And finally, one day, I, you know, lost it. And I told him, you know, I just don't want to do these things. Or this is why I feel about this. This is why I feel about a, cer- a certain way about this thing. And yeah. he didn't know I had deep-rooted hurt that I hadn't dealt with and that's why I had so much guard up and when I communicated and was very clear about what I wanted and what I needed in order to feel safe that's when our relationship shifted and it bloomed right you know because in the beginning we struggled so hard and not a lot of people know that um on social media you know everything looks perfect but (laughs) yeah in the background we were struggling so much because I just I had a hard time talking yeah I I had a hard time communicating how I felt yeah and I think that that's well one when you're in um a new relationship with someone especially if um and you know you and I haven't talked about like how um much we dated before we got married to our, you know, spouses. Now. Right. Um, I didn't have that much dating experience prior to that. I was very, very driven. And I know you and I have talked about this part about mm-hmm. being driven and wanting to finish school. And um, I grew up, I have lots of family members um, that, that regret not being able to take care of themselves through their own independence and I knew that I didn't want to be like that and I Mm -hmm. knew that I mean yes absolutely you depend on God but I wanted to be no matter what happens in life able to protect myself and you know make do something um that I was proud of and um I was so focused on graduating from college that I really only went on a few dates with Mm -hmm. two different guys before I met my husband and before we started dating. And so part of what I learned during that time was you don't really like you have these high I I had these high ideas I shouldn't say you because you know everybody's different but (laughs) I had these high ideals of what I wanted I knew I wanted a godly man I knew I wanted someone that was very intellectual I knew I wanted somebody that was a hard worker Mm -hmm. but I didn't know some of the other little things and I like what you said there about like you didn't know some of those triggers because you also had things that were maybe unresolved right and then those things do come out in not only in your, you know, significant other relationship, but also like with other family members and other people you're close with. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I really had to learn that. And one of the things that I, I learned that James and I had to work on a lot in our marriage is both of us, well, on the Enneagram scale, he's, he's like a two one, which is like the helper perfectionist. And I'm the opposite of that. I'm the perfectionist helper. So sometimes 
we we use the helper side and we're so much on the helping side of things that we forget that it's okay to ask for help for ourselves oh, and to be yeah. specific with that. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes like being brought up in a very conservative Christian home, there were, you know, that, w- that was a good thing in a lot of areas. But one area where I felt like it was detrimental or it needed some more work was I needed to learn how to speak up for myself because yeah. that was always seen as being selfish or ungodly or right. whatever. And then realizing, no, it's okay. And it doesn't have to even be this big deal. It could be mm-hmm. something, like you said, very simple. Yeah. And I think that finding, you know, finding that voice of, oh yeah, this is what I want. This is what I need. And being able to vocalize that. I would rather tell somebody I'm sorry for making a mistake rather than telling somebody what I need. And that's Same. ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jared always tells me, he's like, there's nothing wrong to have an opinion. And there's, you are not wrong in sharing how you feel. Right. And to me, that was eye-opening. And it's, yes. that sounds... Uh, ludicrous or ridiculous to think that something as simple as that was mind-blowing but like you said growing up in a conservative Christian home for me as much as I love my family and as much as I love how I was raised Mm -hmm. I in being in this relationship with Jared and now in marriage I've realized how my upbringing silenced my opinions yeah and I just I, I just couldn't say because that was honoring, that was respecting. And right. I had to think a certain way because I was told to think a certain way. And granted, a lot of what I was told growing up, I 100% believe in, but I wasn't given the opportunity to formulate my own opinions um, on my own. Right. And in that context, like, so one of the things, like, my mom was very good um, and is still very you know, vocal about, like, don't ever let anybody physically hurt you. Yeah. And so we were, we were good about that, but we grew up in a household where um, there, was, there was zero name calling, like, no mm-hmm. harsh teasing, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And then our, all of our friends that we had were very very similar if not more conservative and so then when I get to you know college and other places it's like it was just kind of a shocker and then when James and I like we've had to work on this several times in our marriage of like I'm like you can't tease with me like you're IT guys like <laughs> I'm not an IT guy I don't have nerd humor and I can't right. tease like that <laughs> uh, and even somebody like even saying that I'm sure that there are people that are like hey what and I'm like right. I don't mean like that. it's just he grew he grew up in a um household that they they didn't like just for instance like telling each other to shut up mm-hmm. like we would have had our mouths washed oh, out yeah. with that and or you know been put to our room or something like it and in 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 a place where that's just kind of common language we had to grow together mm-hmm. and I've had to learn that sometimes it is just teasing and to lighten up a little bit and to yeah. it's okay and then other times I'm like oh, all right we need to we need to not do that type of teasing anymore because mm-hmm. that's not funny yeah and you know and and so you know I think something like that is it's hard to work through because it's like you don't want that person you know that person loves you with all their right. heart and 
you don't want to hurt their feelings, but at the same time, you can't let it continue to hurt your feelings either. Absolutely. And that gets awkward, but Mm -hmm. it's important. So, yeah, that's, I think that's a really good point um, that you made. And, and like that just, that's a small example, but like being honest with other areas too, again, on that side of help things, like if someone's being a helper, then it seems selfish to ask for things that you need. And then it's like, oh wait, no, it's okay. Yeah. And that's in like, that's in the physical aspect, time, emotional and spiritual. Like I've had to learn, um, time. I, I'm a very, I'm very selfish with my time and Jared loves quality time. So Mm. we had to meet in the middle and I had to learn to be selfless. He communicated that to me and I communicated to him like, Hey, here's the thing. I don't value quality time as much as you do, but you know, we'll meet in the middle. Emotionally, there were certain things that I wasn't ready to share. There were certain things he wasn't ready to share that I had to respect that. And he had a boundary there. He's like, when I'm ready, I'll share with you. And I want you to walk me through this. But as of right now, I'm still wrestling with God with it. So that's another area where Mm. we had to create a boundary and spiritually too, you know, nothing should ever get between you and God. But in, there were times where we spent so many, so much time together. He'd call me early in the mornings or late at night. And I realized, oh, I haven't even talked to Jesus. We need, yeah. to, we need to figure this out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. Did you guys read um, the five love languages? Oh, we did. By your time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really like that one. There's a few things in there, um, like, that are a little bit dated, I guess, because of, uh-huh. it's been out for a long time. Um, so I would say there's a few things that are a little bit dated, but for the majority of the book, I really respected that. And I think that that's so important. Um, and again, for our listeners, if you haven't, um, it really talks about, like, what your love language is. And that's important, like, even even knowing that in the context of like work or yep. your relationships with your friends, like this doesn't have to be um, even in a, a romantic relationship, but it definitely helps if you know these things of knowing, you know, what, what feeds into your um, love language and mm-hmm. then how you give that, that output. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. That's really important. And, you know, I, I appreciate you bringing that up about being honest on, um, like even on your spiritual things about, because I think, I think that it's very important to be on a path of complete honesty with each other, but also learning how to navigate through, like you said, when he's ready to share, not forcing someone out of something, especially if it's um, just something really rough that they've gone through in the past or a way to work through it. I don't think that they should, that anybody should be dishonest about that in in a very close relationship. Right. Um, But I think giving those boundaries of, um, time and Mm -hmm. like even on the um conflict side of things saying you know we don't have to address this like right now in the Mm -hmm. heat of the moment we can wait a little bit but we do need to address it like 
in the next few days and the next week and setting and what I mean that's that's kind of hard to navigate through sometimes but yeah yeah it's important it's really important um which kind of brings us to the next thing of um finding accountability especially in the physical area yes (laughs) (laughs) we um in our first year maybe first two years of dating we didn't really struggle in the physical area I think a lot of that had to do or attributed to the fact that we were working through different things that kind of one I was in grad school he was working on baseball um so we were we were extremely busy that we weren't on a lot of dates so similar to you we weren't really going on that much that many dates but leading up to engagement and marriage, it got really hard. Um, and we had to basically set strict boundaries. I mean, early on in a relationship, because of how I was raised, very conservative, very traditional, uh-huh. um, I wasn't allowed to drive with Jared. We weren't allowed to be in the car one-on-one together. Um, and we didn't drive together until we got engaged. So fun Mm. fact, (laughs) two and a half years of dating and didn't drive together going on dates, whether it be all the way North Dallas or trying to go to Waco, we drove separate cars, um, which put it was very hard on a relationship. But looking back now, it definitely helped because, yeah, you can mess up wherever you go. That's just the nature of it. And it's a choice. But we had strict and hard boundaries. We had uh, curfews and even though he's 26 and I'm 25 we had a curfew yeah. and if he came over to my apartment my roommate had to be there windows had to be open and I guess being in the SAGU environment and being an RA kind of helped too because that natural rule follower was in me right. <laughs> but um, no we set hard boundaries and sometimes and I actually just found a little note in my purse the other day. We wrote a note to each other. I promise to respect your body. I promise to, you know, whatever it is, because we were so attracted to each other. And I mean, it's not wrong to be attracted to someone, you right. know, and it's because we loved each other. And I knew at that point where I was desiring him that, oh, gosh, I need to you know, refocus and ask God to control this desire until it's the right time. Right. So uh, we set hard, hard boundaries and we try to keep them as much as possible. I'd say we, we n- hit the nail on the head probably um, 95% of the time, but we did mess up here and there. But, you know, God brought us through it and we had people that asked us the tough questions that said, you know, hey, are you doing this and this? You said you struggled with this last time. How's that going? We right. went to counseling, you know, like we were serious about this relationship and we were serious about doing it right. And we remained pure prior to dating and we wanted to keep that purity in terms of saving ourselves, not just the virginity part, but saving the wandering of hands, saving the uh, exploring each other for marriage. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, and like I think that that's something like so. Um, it's I, I used to give the example to a couple of people that I was like <laughs> mentoring with, where it's like 
you and like I do this you do this with or I do this to myself now even with food because I had another podcast about like getting the baby weight off Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I can't have all of my favorite things in the house if I'm trying to lose weight right um I can have one or two of my favorite kind of treats and then do that but you know you have to set those boundaries of of whatever because one boundary might work for some person that mm-hmm. doesn't work for someone else Absolutely. Um, but you have to know what that is um because it you know I knew like okay for instance I deleted when I quit working for a while I deleted and quit getting emails from my three favorite shopping places because you know what I don't have money to spend so I don't need to be seeing that every week or day (laughs) and I think that that's the same in relationships like if you have something where it's like you know and there's nothing wrong with getting an email but I'm like you know what I don't even want the temptation I'm gonna right I'm gonna get off of their email list right now and I think you have to do that with um, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think that that's really admirable that you guys, you know, set those things in place and talked about it um, because that's important. And I think that when, you know, when two people are in a committed relationship, you're not going to want to do something that crosses the other person's boundary and makes them you know upset right um so yeah I think that that's very very important um which I mean that kind of rolls into the next point of of identifying and removing barriers for creating boundaries um do you want to share how y'all worked on that and elaborate on that side of things yeah so I mean like I said we set a curfew we did the whole no driving together and we um had uh I think I already said curfew but we had to remove those barriers otherwise we would we would have kept failing and this when Jared and I talked about it we viewed the relationship boundaries more rather than a negative thing we viewed it as if we were going on a roller coaster ride and if you're on a roller coaster ride you need a lap bar to keep you secured the lap bar (laughs) is not to hurt you rather it's to direct you and protect you it minimizes it minimizes um minimizes damage and it's your safety guard so if you're steered off to the right or left if it whatever it is it puts you right back on track and that guard if you don't have that guard on roller coaster probably won't go anywhere and if it does go anywhere you'll you're likely to get injured so right. the boundary that we set in place was our lap guard we wanted to be secure we wanted to be confident in a relationship and one of the biggest things was especially for me because I've noticed this not just in relationships but in a lot of areas in the Christian faith is the inconsistency And we pick and choose what we want to emphasize. We pick and choose what we value as truth and what we, um, what we think should be amplified in the word of God when it's, it's, it's plain and simple. It's right across the board, you know? So I told Jared and we, I mean, he, he was in agreement too. If we want to be not just stand up citizens, but representation of the gospel message, we have to be that in the secret places. So if we know, if we notice that around 9 p.m., 
he kind of wants to make out a little bit, we cut our date short. You know, mm-hmm. um, if we notice that he or I, because women feel the same way too. Right. If I notice that <laughs> I feel a certain way around a certain time of the month, then, you know, like we say, you know, maybe date night is not good tonight. Um, just to protect each other. And we try to use the right words just so as to not be comfortable texting a certain way but we had safe words that we use hey no date that no date night tonight because blah 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 so i mean and it helped the the barrier we had to remove those barriers and thankfully we we walked out um we walked out safe yeah and i think setting those things again like early on in your relationship it does set the tone um no matter like what it is like whether it's um whatever you set early on in your relationship is going to help as you move forward in that relationship um I this is kind of a different thing but there there's a friend that I um am friends with and because I had some I had a similar relationship with another person and I didn't set some of those things in place I ended up getting to a point where I let that person cross boundaries and it was just it was something that I ended up getting very angry at the person when if I would have just stuck to my boundaries right yeah (laughs) I wouldn't have had to deal with the anger and, and work through the anger thing and so I try to keep that in mind and I, so I told this friend recently, one of the boundaries, I said, it's, it's nothing to do, you know, with you and our relationship, but this is something that I've set before because after some experience, I just learned this is what I need. And right. one of the things that I recently learned too was, um, reading the boundaries in marriage book. And they, they say the authors and their, uh, Cloud and Townsend, they both Um, Well, I'm not sure which one said it at that point, but one of them or both of them like have this chapter on like boundaries are not for the other person. They're for you. They they're, you know, they're ones that you set for yourself and Mm -hmm. then you choose to let that person um, no matter who it is, you you enforce it or not. And Um, now I, I will give that disclaimer. It, obviously, if there are cases of abuse going on, yeah. that is of different ballpark. And yeah. um, but yes, in general, like you know, you still choose to um, you know do those things. We had um, we had an incident where someone was borrowing money from us consistently, and as much as I want to help out, we had to set a limit of this is this is the limit right and you know I love you and God wants us to be giving and what we have given I don't want back I don't want anything you know in return people have been generous with us and this is a gift you know from God to you but this is our cutoff as well of this amount and this frequency because that's what we need to set for our family. Right. And, you know, sometimes, most of the time, when when you set those things, most people are okay with it. 
they're still, and this is what I'm still learning is you don't have to apologize for your boundaries. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and I am still learning that I have to catch myself going, I'm sorry, but, and then I'm like, no, I don't need to say I'm sorry, but I just need yeah. to say, this is my boundary and you like it or you don't, and we can move forward or not and right. go from there. And I, you know, that's something that, and obviously like not being quite as blunt. Well, sometimes I'm, I'm getting to be as blunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, not being rude about it, but saying yeah. very clearly and, and directly, this is, this is what it is. And um, again, it's taken me a long time to get to that point and I'm, I still struggle with it. I struggled with it a few months ago. Um, but I think it's important. I think it's, it's very important, um, to set those things. Absolutely. And the word of God even says that to let your yes be yes and your no be no. Absolutely. And, you know, there's no maybe, you know, yes. <laughs> either it's a yes or a no, especially with boundaries, because that's when that gray area is created and whoever you're communicating with is they interpret it a different way and you don't want boundaries to be crossed. You don't want to be hurt and you don't want to be taken advantage of either. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. And like, I think it's easier sometimes for people that are like you and I, when we've grown up in a very conservative environment mm -hmm. and rule followers, it's easier to accept another person's boundaries and yep. sometimes when someone hasn't grown up in that environment or they're more of a adventurous person sometimes that gets hard to communicate back and forth um, yeah um, like my husband is the risk taker in our relationship I am not um, like I was telling him the other day I said I love that part of you because otherwise I would never have been swimming with the stingrays um, <laughs> <laughs> I would never have done that I would have been watching from the boat right. and you know I think that that's a good thing um, but then when it comes to things you know spiritually and emotionally and, and physically um, and especially like again growing up I don't think that women are weaker than man, than men, but I do think that sometimes in our culture we have been conditioned to think a certain way, Absolutely. and then breaking those things and realizing, no, this is this is fine. Like this right. is not me being a nice, uh, you know, Christian woman. Even though that's what I want, I want to be a good Christian woman, but I yeah. also need to set these things in place so because I tell myself this and I, I've, I've had really great conversations with Melissa um, you know Melissa from, mm -hmm. from work and yeah she she and I have talked about how we are very much advocates for other people and when we hear someone else like talking like I love your post the other day about humiliating people and when we've seen that and it's like somebody's humiliating somebody else or being just completely ugly like I will step in and say, don't do that. Like, and let the person like know that that's not okay. And that boundary has been crossed for that person. But right. then it's like, I don't do it for myself. Mm -hmm. And even having a toddler now, I'm like, wait a minute. Like if I don't want my kiddo to, you know, just take it, then I need to, I need to teach them all that side of things of, of, being truthful and 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 yes having grace and love yeah um, but being steadfast in those things too absolutely um, 
which I mean, again, this is so funny because I'm I'm kind of barely keeping up with. <laughs> but it brings us to the fourth point of giving yourself grace, and I think that's so important mm-hmm. because there's just a lot to learn in this area. Yeah, and and you're we're bound to fail. We're humans, you know. Right. And it's just it's just a part of it. I failed mainly in the in the side of not communicating my boundaries and like what you were saying um being quick to respond when someone else is humiliating someone else or you know if someone's taking advantage of someone else but for me I think it's because I was raised the way I was I feel like it's selfish to tell someone you're hurting me or you know that's not okay or honestly I'm really busy can we reschedule? I feel like that's so selfish. And I've had to give myself grace and tell myself, Ashley, no, it's okay to say no. You know, you might've messed up here. You overbooked yourself in this area or you um, said yes and all these different things, but give yourself grace, start back on track again another another day. And not just with time, but in all areas, physical aspect, Jared and I have had that conversation several times, especially but with being newly married, I just didn't know how to communicate certain things. And I had major meltdowns within the first couple weeks because I thought I was failing as a woman, as a uh-huh. wife, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I thought, okay, this is what he expects, you know, newly married. This is what he wants, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I had a major meltdown and he came to me. He's like, why are you, what's wrong? And I told him like, I just feel like I'm failing. I, this is what I was told. This is what I've been communicated to as a woman. This is what you do. And he's like, I never expected that of you. Yeah. I never told you any of that Vashti, you know? And I, I had, he's like, give yourself some grace. You're not perfect. You, You don't need to have the house pristine. You don't need to have um, what's it called? Laundry done every single day. You don't need to meet all my needs every single day. Give right. yourself grace. And we that's had the so exact hard. same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, uh, life, like I was telling somebody that earlier, like life is messy. Oh, and yeah. as much as I absolutely like, and this is something that I'm still working on speaking of giving grace, like I, uh, I struggle with perfectionism and mm-hmm. I love check boxes and checklists. I think it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. But then realizing, you know what, sometimes these things aren't going to get finished. And, uh, sometimes, yeah, absolutely. The house is going to be messy. And, you know, this, this idea that the perfect Christian housewife or even just the perfect wife, leave Christian out of it, but even right. the perfect wife is supposed to do all these things. I'm like, you know, um, sorry, but sometimes life happens. And mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. And again, if you would give another person that grace, um, like there are some of those false expectations that we put on ourselves that yep. our spouses or friends or family they don't put on us and then mm-hmm. there are times that I know like um there, there are other times where people do put those on us but I think that you have to sit back and realize okay this is what this is what God wants me to do today and for my life and just reevaluate um I was talking with my brother about that today and I'm like 
reevaluating is such a good thing sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It takes you back to your why, and it. Yeah. I feel like it's very humbling because I look back on, you know, okay, why why am I here? Why why did I even pursue this? And I sat back. And I look, I see that I just went above and beyond in different areas and I overextended and I lost focus, you know? Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. Which brings it to the last point of keeping Jesus at the center of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I think that's so important. Um, I think that's so important. Like we were talking about this earlier and, you know, that in, in an earlier episode and it's like, you're, if if you are a Christian, like your whole purpose is supposed to be love God and love people. Yeah. And it sounds so simple and it really doesn't have to be as complicated as sometimes we make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you want to elaborate how you've kind of worked through that? Absolutely. Uh, before Jared and I got married, my abiding time looked a lot differently and now that I am married I had to restructure what it looked like to keep Jesus at the center and he leaves super early for work so when he leaves at 6 30 then between 6 30 I, I don't need to be at work until nine so I have that time frame to just talk to Jesus and mm. I've some days I sleep in and I don't even bother but I've learned that if I don't keep Jesus at the center, if I don't take that time that God's given me to abide in Him and to soak in Him and to lean and glean on Him, then the physical area, time area, emotional area, and my spiritual area will lack. And the basis, the core is the spiritual area. If that is lacking, it seeps into every single area um, in terms of boundaries and just outside of boundaries too. So keeping Jesus at the center is like you said, it seems simple. It seems like something easy to do, but it's, it's difficult because you're killing your flesh that wants to use the time to do something to use the time to do something else or want to sleep in or want to, you know, scroll on Instagram or Facebook. So I've, I've tried my best to keep Jesus at the center and ask him for help. And I love to journal. I Me too. <laughs> I love to journal. I journal my prayers even. Yep. Um, I say silent prayers, but a lot of it is talking to Jesus through my writing. And I've found it cool how Jesus has changed my perspective on relationship now that I'm married and my prayer life has shifted and has become a lot more compassionate and merciful being that I'm living with someone every single day and I'm noticing my flaws, his flaws. It's, it's just wild. But yeah, I keep Jesus at the center. Find a time. There's always time um, to talk to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's something that I think is, is so important. And I love that you journal too, because I, I find myself more focused when I do that mm-hmm. and there's not one you know right good or right way right. to do it but I do find that I'm very focused when I journal those prayers and mm-hmm. um yeah it helps it, it really does help so that's yeah it's so great 
Well, Vashti, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. To talk with you about all these things. Um, And again, like at some of it, I wish I would have learned like, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Oh, we've been married 11 years. We'll be 12 years in January. And, you know, we're still learning things and we'll Mm -hmm. keep learning things together. Um, As you grow and change and mature and life happens it's just this constant um, journey and um, sometimes sometimes that change can be a little disconcerting and then other times you look at it and it's like I'll look at it and say well you know we're we're still growing. We're, we're on this path of right. staying stagnant. But when you're growing, sometimes there's tension there. And, you know, I think that it's absolutely true. Like if you keep, if you keep Jesus at the center of it and you keep the idea that you, you know, you're both, um, you love each other and you're doing, you, you consider the other person first um, and just keep working on it. Like, I, I think that that helps with all of our relationships, um, especially, or definitely our, you know, ones with the spouse, but, yep. <laughs> um, but it does, it, it does have that, you know, trickle effect, I think, or ripple effect with other people as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited that um, you were able to share your journey with us. And I, I hope and pray that it touches our listeners and, um, you know, other people can learn from that and it opens up the door to more conversations because that's great. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Absolutely. That's cool. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, um, please share this with a, a friend that you might know, and, uh, we'll just keep learning and growing together. Thank you. <laughs> thank you Bye, so Vashti. much, Jessica. Bye. Bye.